You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the SB Nation NFL Show. I am your host, Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation. With me, as always, for the look ahead, RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. RJ, what's up? Stats, it's great to see your bright, shining, beautiful, perfectly symmetrical face. Um, I have to tell you, there's something that I have to do today that I really hate. Um, Talking to you is not it, so um, that's a good thing. Good save. I was a little worried. Well, you know, you didn't ask what it was that I have to do that I hate. So, you know, my feelings are hurt. (sighs) All right, RJ. What is it? I have to go get my haircut today. Now, I, you know, don't hate the haircut profession. You know what I mean? It's we all need it. You know what I mean? Good for people who who do that. But I hate the process of getting my haircut. It's like it's literally like wasting time. I have to sit there and just age and, and, and do nothing. You know, and you tell me if you've ever experienced the stats, they swivel you around, right? And like, theoretically, yeah. the purpose behind that is like to be able to, you know, get your, your sideburns or whatever the case may be. Quite often, and maybe this is just my luck and luck of the draw, the, the stylist or whoever, the barber, spins me to where I cannot see myself in the mirror. So yep. why are you, you know, like, what's the whole purpose? Like, are you trying to hide this from me? You're trying to sneak one over? Like, so <laughs> I really hate the process of getting my haircut and I have to go do that today. I like a good haircut, but you're, you're right on the process. It's not good. I am not a talker during the haircut. Like I'm not here to bond. I'm not here to be friends. You do what you got to do. And I'll get the hell out of here and get back to my real life. Like, I don't want to have a Dude. conversation. And, and, and to me, like, since I'm trapped, right, like, I just, I just have to last through the haircut, right? <laughs> I like to think through things, right? Like, I, I'm trying to organize some thoughts in my head. I, it's so rare that I have, that anybody just has time in a day to sit and think. And that's what getting a haircut affords me. So you're right. When you're talking to me, you're trying to make small talk. You're intruding on my time, my mental time that I'm working through things. And so, um, you know, just those, those are my thoughts on, uh, on the old haircut. But, you know, hey. Exactly. We both have jobs to do. Let's just, we're not going to be best buds. Like, let's just get this over with. I'll give you a nice tip and we'll get back to my real life. Like Ron Swanson said, he was the best friend I never had. And we still don't talk sometimes. That's how it did should you, be. Um, did you ever get a home haircut during the early days of the pandemic? Did you ever experience that? Uh, I tried, but I have really thick hair and it clogged up the clippers that we had. So I couldn't couldn't do it but when i was a kid we had clippers and i used to get home haircuts all the time Mm. so maybe not the most foreign thing for you i um i definitely i I didn't try my my loving wife uh did it for me but she i usually just like there's some version of like getting my head buzzed this is kind of there's some you know some some tactical or tactical you know uh thought but it's generally just kind of buzzing so she did it but we only had one guard so it was really 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 short um but you know 
the the goal was accomplished we did try um in those early days to give our dog a haircut and that was difficult uh to, <laughs> to say the least um how, so, how did bear like that he was actually really cool um as, as far as like handling it it just was it's a lot of hair like you don't realize how much <laughs> hair is on a dog and it's not the easiest thing that's what i'm saying like i'm not i'm not trying to sit here and say cutting hair is easy but like it's not easy to just like go in a line and then the next line and the next line like he it was all it was patchy it was awful he looked he looked rough no pun intended for a little while nice i like what you did there uh before we get rolling here we're going to react to kyler murray who just got the bag from the cardinals maybe talk a little lamar jackson our favorite subject here on the look ahead before we get into all of that i just want to remind you that we are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. Even if you're not making a football bet, that's okay. Still use the code SBNNFL. You'll still get the special offer only at DraftKings. RJ, we always love reviews. Five stars. Bring it on. If you leave it, we will read it. We had a review last week from Sean who wanted to not steal. He wanted to get the handheld chicken pot pie recipe that I brought up on the show because you always ask me what I'm eating. And he messaged me on Twitter. You can find me at Stats on Fire. He asked for the recipe, which I graciously provided. Now, I'm trying to get an update. Like, has he made the recipe yet? But so far, I've been ghosted. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he's been out curating, getting the necessary ingredients. You know what I mean? Um I I'm worried. I I think you're all wrong for doing this in July. Like, especially like literally the hottest July of all time. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, Hey, you, you do you, I did have butternut squash the other day as a side dish. Um, in in a dinner, we had that. It's more of a fall thing to me. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for you. What are you eating for? Give me one thing you're going to eat for dinner this weekend. I have literally no idea. We do our shopping mm-hmm. tomorrow on Saturdays, and so we do all our game planning in the supermarket. Why don't you do a, a good wood-grilled salmon? Mm, daughter's allergic to salmon. Can't do it. Mm, well, you know, she doesn't eat. Yeah, just <laughs> simple. <laughs> so, up world for a two-year-old. What can we say? Yeah. All right, okay, um, let's wait. Stats. Wait, wait. I just want to say before the episode ends. So you have a lot of things. So, uh, but and maybe somebody wants to literally bet on this. Use code SBNNFL as you mentioned. Um, we have a series between my Houston Astros and your red hot Seattle Mariners yeah. beginning tonight. Um, so we can have a fun little wager uh, on that. And then when an- another series that starts the eve of next week's look ahead. So we can save that series for then. This series is in the Pacific Northwest. Next week's is in uh, H-Town. But, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll have a little fun, uh, you know, fun, fun little you know, skin in the game. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, regarding uh, Houston, Seattle tonight. Sorry. 14 straight games by the Mariners one away from tying the franchise record they set in 2001 they when they won 116 games um mm. out of my mind I have not had to care about a baseball season this late into the summer in years I don't know what to do like well, what do I, I told do you hand? they were making the playoffs I told you a few weeks ago you know over the Jets who by the way actually that's the first point of action although uh T's and P's because I know the Mariners winning streak ends tonight uh but on the subject <laughs> of the Jets um, what do you think of the black helmets? Those came out right before we started recording streaming this. So here's the deal. And I just saw this tweet from, I want to say, Sam Monson. I was literally like just before we hit record. 
Sam Monson of PFF said, hot take, very few football uniforms actually pull off an all-black look well. I totally agree. Even just black jerseys in general, the Jets' black jerseys are hideous. They're an abomination. But I have to say, this new black helmet is pretty good. I I do like it. I think the helmet itself is good. The, The rest of it, everything below the helmet can just go in the trash. But the helmet looks pretty good to me. I think it would look great with the white jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like the black helmet with the white jersey, maybe even the green pants. You know, or maybe you want to go the black pants that you wear with the black jersey. But like when you go all one thing, it's 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 when it becomes overwhelming. I do agree that like now like there's so many like fan you know uh, like you know jobs or whatever of different uniforms and and like a lot of people make like a, a black version of whatever team they support not everybody yep. looks good in it you know and and again you don't have to like i objectively think the eagles are the worst team in the nfl but their black jerseys are <laughs> sick and and what's awesome about them is they don't they at least i know they're going to have a black helmet but they don't haven't worn them historically with a black helmet you know to, to keep the the forest green helmet it keeps the nice look and the panthers have had a black jersey you didn't have to have a black helmet you know like you don't have to do all this like all the way it's just relax get a different helmet get a get a blue helmet like you know like it doesn't it's just it, it feels like try it feels like you're just trying to be cool like you're like oh uh all the kids have these sneakers we gotta go buy these sneakers so we could be cool like the kids just because you can have a black helmet or jersey doesn't mean you should have a black the 49ers black jerseys from a few years ago an abomination horrible terrible Awful, awful, awful. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Too many teams do. I think they should eliminate. Like the Ravens, the Steelers, the Raiders, maybe the Bengals if you want to throw that in, maybe the Falcons. That's it. Everybody else, Panthers. no black jersey. No, Panthers are terrible. They can't even do anything right. No, the Panthers have had great colors and hideous jerseys since the day they were born. The Jaguars have some black jerseys too. Like, you know, I mean, you know, it's not the same, but I agree with you. Like, you don't have to do this. You don't you don't just have to have a black version of your uniform. Um it's it just it feels like trying to, and that's what the Jets the, the jersey felt like that when they brought the jersey out um, yeah. in this new way. And the commanders. The commander's black uniform is awful. Oh. I know we haven't seen it in a game. Um, but yeah. And even the Steelers, and I know Russ Doc Kyler, but the Cardinals black uniforms I like because they wear with the white pants and the white helmet. It, it just, it feels like a nice splash. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to go overwhelming with it. Um, but the Steelers, when they, they put together their color rush, the like even that wasn't perfect. Like Even if you already excel at black uniforms, it isn't easy to create new black uniforms that are awesome. So just, just be careful, NFL teams. This is a slippery slope. I do like Steelers all black, but no. The Cardinals all black is terrible. A lot of questionable decisions by the Cardinals. RJ, see that? Did they make one more this week? We got news. Kyler Murray agreed to a $230.5 million deal with the Arizona Cardinals. $160 million, I believe, is guaranteed. Now, that's not fully guaranteed. We don't know. That includes injury guarantees, so we'll have to see how it actually shakes out as I actually fix the damn topic bar. Uh, I don't know about this one. As a Niner fan, I always judge moves, especially in my division. Like, how are other teams reacting to the move? As a Niner fan, I'm thrilled with this move. You're telling me Kyler Murray's going to be your quarterback for the next five years? Great. Sign me up. So, on one hand, I'm a big believer in, like, um, 
we were talking about something before we started recording because you said it's a pass-fail proposition. This is a pass-fail thing. You're either a franchise quarterback or you're not. And if you have identified somebody as being a franchise quarterback, you pay them as soon as possible. That's the rule. That's the, that's the path of least resistance here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a path that my team didn't take in the Dallas Cowboys, which costed them, literally. Um, and so in that vein, the, the Arizona Cardinals have identified that Kyler Murray is a franchise quarterback and are paying him as soon as possible, right? Following his third season in the NFL. They have to pay uh, you know, just insane amount of money because that's the going rate. Like you, and that's the thing, you, you, the, the lesson that the, the Cowboys did not learn, you have to pay the going rate. It is impossible. It is impossible at this position to pay below market rate. You have to reset the market every single time. So understanding that those are the things, because those, those things did happen here, right? Kyler got the bag. Kyler is now the highest paid. Kyler this, Kyler that. I mean, they must believe in him. And I think it's questionable to believe in him. But I think if you don't believe in him, then you're done. I think if you don't do it this offseason, you're done. And and you're, you're committing to moving on from Kyler. And so I think that there's certainly enough there. I don't believe in him in the here and now. I certainly don't. He's obviously flashed a lot of potential and things like that. I would not want him to be my franchise quarterback. And some of that is just kind of the way that the, you know, this is, is gone. Like it doesn't feel like it's the, the most harmonious situation between coach and player and organization. Um, and so that's, that's a bit troublesome, but he, he is now, you know, you look at the, the contracts that Steve Kime and, and Cliff Kingsbury got, they don't mean anything. Like it's Kyler's contract. Like this, this is, these are the Arizona Kyler's. They are, they are insignificant. Kyler's got the bag. They all have little tiny clutches. You know, Kyler has the big Louis Vuitton purse and they have tiny little clutches that go under the elbow or, you know, the armpit, you know what I'm talking about? And so they must believe it's a pass fail proposition. And so I'll just ask you, yes or no, is Kyler Murray a franchise quarterback? No. He is. Oh, dude, no. I disagree. I mean, I don't I have, think, I have you problems watch with that him, Rams but... playoff game last year. He looked like that was the last place in the world he wanted to be. I feel like things started to snowball and he was just checked out like, oh, well, better luck next year, fellas. I saw. Um, did you watch? Do you remember? Did you watch that game? The regular broadcast? Or I don't know if you recall that game had the Manning cast on. It. I always watch the regular broadcast. Right. OK, well, so whatever, first of all. But second of all, um, I watched the regular broadcast because it was a playoff game. You know, I, mean, I love the Manning cast, but like, you know, don't don't be messed with my playoff kind of formula. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also uh, in a moment of like a, a fa- like bout of devastation because your 49ers had um, had beaten the Cowboys, um, you know, the day before, which sucked. But um, I didn't I hadn't seen the Manning cast in that. And I saw and I remember seeing tweets about it, but I saw this clip um after Kyler got the contract they had Russell Wilson on during the main and cast that game and when they were down in the fourth quarter Russell big shock uh was saying you know right now you know you just got to believe like you you just got to believe that there's a way and like some of that is like you know Russell Wilson's like cheesiness but some of that's true I think like I actually kind of buy that like you you have to believe that there is a way that you can pull yourself out of it we just need one stop we need whatever and and I'll send you the clip. He's literally he literally tells the Mannings. He says, "If I'm Kyler right now, I'm I'm up and down the sideline. I'm telling every guy, hey, one 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 third down stop, one whatever, and we're back in this. We can get back in this. And then the camera cuts to Kyler, and he's just like dejected <laughs> on the bench, and like you know, like completely and totally like by himself yeah. in solitude. And so in that vein, I agree with you. I mean, like there are some troublesome qualities, but that's not to say like he will be that guy forever. But yeah, I mean, it's it's unsettling. I think this is the decision that had to be made, but I don't think there was a way to feel great about it because of Kyler's past. 
Well, here's the thing, though. You can't give somebody this kind of contract and bet on them to change. If you give them this money, you have to be comfortable with who they are right now. You can't say, well, once we give them this money, then he'll do all these other things we want him to do, right? Like, it's like a couple who's like, yeah, I know we've got issues, but what we need to do, we'll get pregnant. And then once we have a kid, that'll make us more responsible. That'll fix everything. No, 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 no. That is not how it works. So if you're going to give Kyler this money, the Cardinals have to be comfortable with everything that he is. And they have to be comfortable with him being who he is throughout the life of this contract. Me personally, I would not be totally thrilled with that. Not from a physical standpoint. I think Kyler Murray's incredibly talented, incredible passer, but that's not the only aspect to playing quarterback in the NFL. There is also that mental side that Russell Wilson was talking about. And I agree some of it's cheesy, but here's the thing. Just simply believing is not enough to make you come back in a game. But if you don't believe that you can do it, you have no shot whatsoever. And seeing Kyler on the sideline, like people take your cue from you. And I agree. Like that's a telling, telling thing to me. Yeah. I mean, Look, Russell Wilson is, is super corporate and super cheesy, but like I would take that a hundred out of a hundred times. You know, yep. like I, like he he's a franchise quarterback. He is a leader. Like he's he's the dude that like changes the culture, changes the locker room, and that that's what you want. I mean, you you deal with the like funniness of it all, you know. But I mean, again, like Russell Wilson will be in the Hall of Fame someday because he believed in himself that way. Like I people call it, like manifesting, like willing itself into existence. Like what? Like I've I've long said, like you know, if you can get fifty three players to believe the sky is orange, then the sky is orange. You know what I mean? like it doesn't matter like what what you get them to believe in and he, he's very good at that and so i i just it's it's hard to say like well the cardinals shouldn't have done it like because I, I think if you don't you you deal you're you're playing with fire like you're playing with insane fire if you don't do it what if he does ball that and th- that was always like our argument at blogging the boys and as cowboys fans you know against the cowboys and dak prescott because if you don't and th- that was a little bit different because it placed a franchise tag on him which, which has far more consequences than just not paying Kyler because the Cardinals still had at least three, maybe four years of team control over him, right? You're talking about the final two years of his rookie contract, one year of franchise tag, whatever, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so, again, not exactly apples to apples, but our argument was always you're you're making a bet where you lose both sides, Cowboys, right? Like, if Dak Prescott balls out, great, your team has success, but, like, you've lost. Like, the, the he's blown away the market, and now everything you are offering him is even more ridiculous, and, and it, it's more insulting. And if he plays poorly, yeah, you can get him on the cheap, but he played poorly, you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't have – so, like, if you don't believe in him enough to believe he's worth that money, then you have to move on. And so I think that that's – I think that's the more convenient thing for the Cardinals to believe in, obviously. But I think it makes sense. Like, we we have seen that greatness before from Kyler. Like, it isn't difficult to talk yourself into him becoming one of the very, very, very best players in the NFL. I understand there are not character concerns, but leadership concerns. There's the bad blood and things like that. But, you know, maybe they... You know, maybe they they had a, a good time, a kumbaya, singing songs around the campfire over the last couple of, of months, and and that kind of mended these fences. But I do also believe, while while I don't believe in the nucleus itself, I support an organization having consistency. 
and I support the Cardinals saying, you know what? We're making our bed. You know what I mean? Like, we believe in Cliff Kingsbury. We believe in Kyler Murray. We believe in Steve Kime. This is our trio. This is our tripod. We're building everything along this foundation. And so I do support that. I, I support saying, you know, let's be firm in this. Let's If we're going to be here, let's be all the way. And if it doesn't work out, you know, hey, we, we made a calculated decision that, that didn't work out. But at least we can rest easy and, and sleep with peace knowing that, you know, we, we played the, the hand that we were dealt. I want to play the cards we were dealt. Uh, <laughs> I want to get to that side of it in a minute because you're right. They have their little triumvirate there. They've hitched their wagon to Kyler, Cliff, and Kime. But just how does this factor in? Like, if you look at the Cardinals as an organization, they're one of the oldest organizations in the National Football League, but they don't really have a great storied history. They've been around for 103 seasons, RJ, but they don't have the the history of the Cowboys or the Niners or the Steelers. And maybe it's just because they haven't won, but even the Chargers, they don't have a Super Bowl title, but they have history. They have Dan Fouts, Phillip Rivers and things like that. With the Cardinals, it's just kind of nothing. Like Kyler Murray, I said this in the daily kickoff this morning. Kyler is the first quarterback drafted by the Cardinals to sign a contract extension since who? Do you know? Um, let me think here. Um, Matt Leiner did not get a second contract with the Correct. Cardinals. So, and like, he's probably, he's Keep probably the, the, I know, but he's probably the most like high profile, like player, player drafted by the Cardinals. And the, that was 2006. Um, so high profile player drafted by the team, um, let alone, you know, most high profile quarterback drafted by the team. Um, did Jake Plummer get a second contract Jake with Plummer. the team? Let's go! Oh my gosh! Wow! You, right on. You listened to the daily. I know it. I didn't uh, listen to the daily. Come on, give me some props. That was sick. Like they don't have that guy in their history, and maybe is, do you think there's a desire from ownership to be like, we could make Kyler's ours, right? We drafted him. We got rid of Josh Rosen. We drafted him we started this whole new era to just let him go then like you lose all of that do you think that factored in by the way i don't think that enough was made of the irony of josh rosen getting his latest job on the day that kyler got the extension um but um it's unfortunate for josh rosen but um what what his and like i think his career got off on a left-footed start i mean you know there, there's another timeline where josh rosen's drafted by the dolphins or something and is like and one of the top sucks you know <laughs> anyway. there's no universe where josh rosen's good vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I've actually, one of the many reasons I love you is I've never known anybody in my career, just like NFL fandom, who has agreed with me that the Cardinals suck at this, like suck at like having history, <laughs> suck at having their own things. Um, and you, so like you are the only other person I know who has identified this and we've bagged on them before, like their ring of honor might be the most embarrassing one in the NFL. I don't know if it's even called the ring or, or whatever it's called, but like it's it's full of like cast stops from other teams, like the greatest players in, outside of Larry Fitzgerald, right? Larry Fitzgerald is a Cardinal through and through, tried and true, yep. whatever. But outside of Larry, the the like greatest, biggest names that they have had play for their franchise in the last however many years, call it since the Matt Liner draft, like the, the dawn of the 21st century, have all spent time elsewhere and like achieved greatness and legacies there and then like hung out with the Cardinals for a cup of coffee. Kurt Warner is obviously the biggest example, um, but Carson Palmer is another. They already put Carson in the ring of honor. Like that's, I, I will never get over how like lame and embarrassing that is. Um, I, I would posit Edrin James gets forgotten that he he left for, for the Cardinals and, and missed out on the Colts Super Bowl run. Um, J.J. Watt now, right? Like, it's just like, who was a great player that's available? You know what I mean? Like, they are the true, like, what's who's, who's the biggest name out there? You know, but I will never forget also, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but when J.J. Watt was a free agent and we were all like, is he going to go to Pittsburgh and play with his brothers? Is he going to Cleveland to play with, you know, uh, with Miles Garrett, blah, blah. And then he posted the photo of himself, like, lifting. And it was the Cardinals. We were like, the Cardinals? <laughs> like, it was so random that he would choose that team and that's who they are they're just they're a retirement home right like they're they're for older people older players come come play golf in the great scottsdale weather and all the courses out here enjoy life yeah it gets hot but it's, it's always nice and, and chill you know in the evenings we got the suns now it's a lot of fun like it's just it's it's a weird kind of vibe there here's what you need to know about the cardinals ring of honor there are 18 players in the Cardinals Ring of Honor, right? Oh, I'm look. This is on the Cardinals website. It's going to be it worse says, than I thought, I bet. Wow. Carson Palmer becomes the fifth person inducted who played his entire Cardinals career. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misread it. It says Cardinals career in Arizona. I thought that they were saying that they played their whole career in Arizona, and I was like, that's Kurt so Warner. stupid too. Like highlighting, like these are these are better because they're Arizona Cardinals. They're they're not you know St. Louis Cardinals or Chicago Cardinals. You know, like it, it's just it's it's a weird vibe. So to that point, like back to the subject, I agree with you. I do think there is this like think about the like how, how, I don't know how long has Michael Bidwell owned the team um, specifically. I, I know you have all that information in front of you now. I'll, I'll buy you some time. Uh, but he's well, it's Kyler's, been in the family for a while because Charles is right. in the Ring of Honor. Right, but I'm talking about like his tenure. You know what I'm saying? Like his his tenure of ownership. Um, it kind of has to be the most high profile, most uh, certainly most successful court. Like, is is it not true? Like the players we're talking about, Kyler is the most successful Cardinals draft pick. So, like to this point in his career, in in the Michael Bidwell era, like you could argue maybe Tyron Matthew. Um, although I think he's achieved his like ceilings with other teams. Um, yeah, but. I mean, he is the he is the most successful player that has been drafted in the Michael Bidwell era. 
So yeah, Michael Bidwell took over in 2019. So he hasn't oh, okay. really. So it's been, not that long, but but his but, family has owned the team for quite some time. But name a more successful. Maybe Larry Fitzgerald's the most successful Cardinal of all time, right? But that's it. I mean, like even you know, it, it's not just like players. Like, have, have they ever had a coach that you know you like you thought was like whoa? Like you know, look, can can we even name the last five Cardinals head coaches? I mean, so we've got Cliff Kingsbury. We we've got um, um, Steve Wilkes, obviously the one year. Um, we've got Bruce Arians. Um, and uh, Bruce took over in 2013. Um, so 2012. It's not Denny Green. Oh, no, Hunt. Well, yeah, because uh, he had the, the run after the Super Bowl, Ken Wisenhunt. Um, and he took over. That was 2008. So that he, Denny Green might be the fifth most recent Cardinals head coach. He is. Wow, look at us. They are who we thought they were. Like, that's one of the most famous things a Cardinals coach has ever said. That's one of the most famous things associated with the Cardinals. You know, <laughs> like, they have one of the most, like, one of their highest profile moments ever is that, you know, uh, Cooper Gooding Jr. played for them and Jerry Maguire, you know what I mean, against the Cowboys. Like, that's, like, you know, they're just there. Like, I mean, I, I, maybe Pat so Tillman is the most fact? famous player. I has, it has to be. It has to be. So... I don't think that that's good. That's not really a good decision making, though. From an or from a football standpoint, I mean, standpoint, I don't think it's just because it's a factor doesn't mean it's like a mistake. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's, I think it's a plus. You know what I mean? It's it's the icing or cherry on top sort of thing. Um, he's he has the potential to be one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL. We know that. And if you look at his like numbers, his completion percentage has increased every year he's been in the league. His, his rushing totals have fluctuated a little bit because he's been banged up, but his record has increased like five wins the first year, eight wins the second year, nine wins. Now I know they faded in the second half of the season, but just like if you told somebody when they drafted Kyler Murray that this is what he would do, they'd be like, yes, yes, yes. Right. Like they would sign up for all of that. And yet here he is getting the second contract. And to me, I don't know, like I don't. Again, as a 49er fan, I am not upset about this at all. And I think that's telling. I can't believe we forgot like other like legendary players who they've taken away like after they've achieved like DeAndre Hopkins. Like <laughs> that's another example. Like who else can we just like poach? You know what I mean? Um, I wanted to see this. So I'm looking at, at Pro Football References um, ranking of Cardinals players like historically by approximate value, which is their metric to kind of gauge how great players are. Um, these are the top 10 just very quickly um i'll go in ascending order so number 10 ernie mcmillan uh number nine jackie smith who dallas cowboys fans do not speak of um mm -hmm. anyway uh number eight oh emmett smith by the way was another player who they took you know what i'm saying like i just said that's all the cardinals do is take anyway number eight uh lewis sharp number seven dan deerdorf number six aeneas williams i think aeneas is maybe like one of the more visible members of the cardinals certainly of the last 30 you know, 40 years, maybe. Um, Patrick Peterson, we kind of left out. Number four, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Roger Worley. Uh, number three, Larry Wilson. Two, Jim Hart. One, Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, again, not to knock any of these players, but they're, you know, th these aren't like household names from the last 50 years, which is why they do feel somewhat insignificant. Arizona Cardinals. They're trying. Like, I agree with you. Like, this is this is the plan, right? Kyler, Cliff, Kime, 
They are building or trying to build the golden era of Cardinals football, much the same way the Seahawks did with Pete Carroll, John Schneider, and Russell Wilson, right? That era of Seattle Seahawks football is the greatest era in team history. That's what the Cardinals are going for. Uh, I don't know, though. Like, do you feel comfortable with Cliff Kingsbury signing up for five more years of Cliff? I mean, they made that decision very quickly, right? That was that came yes. in what Jan- January or whatever it was, February even. Um, and so, I mean, let me be clear: if I had to pick one of these, right? Like, if I'm building a team from scratch and I could have Kyler be my quarterback or Cliff be my head coach and then figure everything out um, beyond that, I would a hundred out of a hundred times take Kyler. You know what I mean? Like, I, I believe in Kyler the most of, of that trio. Um, and a lot of it is he has the most influence too. Like, you know what I mean? He's the player, but I don't believe in Cliff whatsoever. Like Cl- Cliff is, is just along for the ride. I don't think Steve Kime has, has I don't, I don't want to say like he should have to pay for things, but I don't think he's been held responsible for the mistakes the Cardinals have made. I mean, he, he got such a free pass through the, the Steve Wilkes, Josh Rosen era, and he gets treated like all of his decisions are gold. It's great that they pivoted and moved off of Josh Rosen. Like they recognize that it, he ain't it, but they had to pivot. Like, it's really bad when you take a quarterback 10th overall and then you have to take a quarterback first overall the next year. Like, there's an opportunity cost there. It's like we, we've said about the Dolphins last year, right? Like, they got all this credit, like, oh, look how many games they won in the second half. It's like, yeah, well, they, like, buried themselves. Like, you know, like, that's cool, respect. <laughs> right. But, like, the first half still happened. Like, you you can give them all the props and the, the kudoses and the attaboys from, the, you know, what they did in response to it. But, like, you have to also, like, take into consideration what happened on the way to, like, digging that hole. Um, and, you know, I'm not, not to say that, like, Brian Flores should have been fired or things like that. But, like, you know, that was a factor, I think, in evaluating the Dolphins and in evaluating, like, oh, maybe this isn't like an amazing team right now but um but that's what happened there like just because you you took you know three steps forward out of you know being backwards like you still like you know swam backwards on purpose you know it's it's so um it's and they traded up to draft josh rosen you know what i mean it's just it's just wild um but again while while wait what I was just gonna say looking at steve kimes first round pick starting in 2013 jonathan cooper dayon buchanan DJ Humphreys, Robert Kim Dice, Hassan Reddick, Josh Rosen, obviously we know Kyler worked out. Isaiah Simmons, what what the heck is his role? Zayvon well, Collins. He has, what, well, that's what? that was his thing, was like, where does he play? He's a hybrid. But like, like that never worked. But Xavier Collins, and there was the big remember remember Xavier had the really like um like buzzy line after being drafted. Do you remember like the like the yeah. draft phone call? Like it's you know. Like again, the greatest thing that the, the greatest thing he's done is help be a part of trading for DeAndre Hopkins. So he capitalized on Bill O'Brien's incompetence and signed JJ Watt when the Texans had to release him as a result of Bill O'Brien's incompetence. So like Steve Kimes, like greatest <laughs> like achievement right now is that he benefited from Bill O'Brien. And he was also suspended for five weeks because he got an extreme DUI after reportedly blowing a point one nine on the breathalyzer. Like as a general manager, that's and this guy got an extension. He's supposed to set the example for your organization. Like there are a lot of of the three of them, I question Kime the most, then Cliff, then Kyler the least. Well, and even just sticking to football, Kime has the the most negatives on his resume, right? Like Cliff, and some of that is like Cliff hasn't been around enough. And again, like I attribute the like collapsing last season more to Cliff than anybody else, right? Like you're the head coach. You can't allow your team to just completely fall apart, whatever. For the second uh, straight but, year. Um, right, exactly. I mean, like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point. But to somewhat segue, 
I mean, again, while while I, I, I and I don't think there's a situation other than when Patrick Mahomes got his deal. Like when and that happened, everybody's like, genius decision. Whoa, you know what I mean? Like, well, obviously, like, um, but th- like, there's not a, a quarterback being maybe Josh Allen a year ago, but there's not a quarterback generally whoever even Aaron Rodgers comes with baggage, right? Like he gets his deal this offseason, and there's like, well, you know what I mean? Um, so it's very very rare that like the consensus agrees that this is like, a brilliant idea, like absent of, of flaws. And so that's that's a natural just kind of element to paying a quarterback. Like, is he good? He's actually good enough. Is he worth this? Blah blah. And so, but but in the spirit of that, they they did do this the right way. I know that it took them a long time, and this was kind of a dramatic thing and silly in the agents like statement back at the beginning of the offseason. But they ultimately still got the job done. They paid him after his third season. They paid him market rate. It looks like a lot of money now. But I can tell you again, Dak Prescott's deal looks like a lot of money then, and that was a year and change ago. And he's not even in the top five highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL anymore. And we live in a world where next offseason, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and of course Tua Tagovailoa are all going to be eligible <laughs> for new deals and they're going to blow this away too. And so the Cardinals understood that basic principle that that basically everybody in the NFL understands except for the Baltimore Ravens. They they have not handled their business with Lamar Jackson and the price only continues to go up. The the Deshaun Watson factor and the guaranteed portion of things that clearly didn't, you know, reset the quarterback landscape contractually the way people thought it would at least as it relates to Kyler but that's a relevant factor and and, you know we kept saying this again from a Cowboys perspective all throughout the Dak Prescott negotiations and we watched Jared Goff get paid Carson Wentz get paid Russell Wilson get a new deal from the Seahawks and every time it was the the price is only going up and you can argue you can whine and you can complain you can say and I don't think anybody's doing this with Lamar relative to Kyler but well you know like Dak's not as good as those guys so he shouldn't get that money it doesn't matter like this is the market this is supply and demand and so Lamar's price whatever it was it went up on on Thursday it did that's just natural you know inflation I mean and and the Ravens are touted rightly so for being this forward-thinking franchise on and on and on every single year and they are butchering this in the exact same way that the Cowboys did doesn't matter if you quote unquote deserve it we saw that with Kirk Cousins when he got a fully guaranteed contract from the Minnesota Vikings All that matters is there is some other team out there that is going to be willing to pay that price. And as long as the agent knows that, they're not going to accept a deal that doesn't reset the market because they'll just tell their client to wait and then they'll get that bag in free agency. So, like, you have to just pay what it costs. I know that sounds, like, simple, but it's the truth. And you're right. Lamar. It is simple. It's it's simple. Like, okay, who was the last quarterback paid? We'll give you a little bit more. That's it. Like, that's, I mean, that's literally what it is. Like, and and then you know you hear like the the national insiders. Oh, these two sides they worked on this deal for months and they hammered <laughs> right. out. Every, you know, like it's like okay, cool. I mean, again, like I'm not an NFL agent. Again, I'm not like I'm not trying to you know say that profession isn't full of like you know trials and tribulations and difficulties and hurdles and things like that. But it is a relatively simple concept, right? Okay, well, what did Kyler get paid? He's now I, he got that bag. I want a, a bag that's a little bit bigger. That's it. Like that's ju- let's just amplify it by a few percentages. Yeah, it's really not difficult. And it works the same way. It's the same thing with Debo Samuel. There's a lot of pearl clutching about Debo Samuel's contract. It's like, well, look at all the receivers that just got paid. It's not hard to come up with what the numbers should be. This should, it's, it's crazy. But do you think, because Lamar has said he wanted a deal by the start of training camp, do you think that he's going to get a deal before the start of the season? Or do you think that this is just going to continue to be sort of the weird situation that it is in Baltimore? I mean, if he's showing up, I mean, and I credit Lamar for being, you know, trusting enough, I guess, of the Ravens to show up. But um, 
I, I always thought it was so interesting, and I know I keep hearkening back to, to Dak and the Cowboys, but I, I lived that example you know, very vividly, obviously. Um, at, at the Super Bowl in Miami that, that your 49ers lost, Stats, I'm sorry, um, stat, or Stats, uh, Dak did the, the, you know, the Radio Row car wash, and at the time was, was coming off of the final year of his rookie contract. And so what was in, you know, the process and obviously had been eligible for a new deal the season prior, but this was, you know, his deal was expiring, very different circumstances. And he said, these were the very early days of 2020, that, that he didn't know if he was going to show up to OTAs and things like that and, and whatever. And so obviously those things didn't happen, you know, the, the way they would have because of the, the pandemic's beginning. But I was, I was interested. I was interested to see what would have happened. Would he have not shown? And I think that would have, that would have really you know, strong arm the Cowboys. I, I think they would not have been able to have handled that if their franchise quarterback, I, I think some franchise quarterbacks are, are more important and more beloved to their teams than others. And I, I would put Dak in that category and I would put Lamar in that category. And so if, if Lamar doesn't want to, you know, exercise that, you know, uh, that weapon, if you want to call it that, that's up to him. But I think that if he wants, if he wants to accelerate getting paid, I think that's the way to do it. If, if Lamar isn't showing up for training camp, I think the, the pressure is on the Ravens. They absolutely have to get the deal done. But if he's showing up, I don't think that they feel any pressure. And I think they just feel like, you know, why go about this? Why, why, you know, why blink? Why move if everything's working out fine? And if you're the Ravens, if they truly are unsure about him, which, you know, their actions somewhat suggest to this point, let him play it out. Let let him play it out, and then fran- you know use the franchise tag. Like you have other weapons at your disposal if you're the Ravens, where, where you don't have to be as worried about this. So he did report for training camp. The question is, is he going to hold in? Nobody holds out anymore because the language in the CBA makes it too expensive to hold out. What you do is you hold in. You show up. You work out on the side, but oh, you know, I got uh, a little tweak in my back or my hamstring. I can't really go out and practice in full. That's what they do. We'll see if Lamar does that. And then that does, like, it does put pressure on a team. Training camp is important. I know that some people like to poo-poo it. Like, when somebody stays away, a lot of times fans are like, oh, it's okay. Like, no. Training camp is important. There's installation of the offense. NFL rosters turn over a ton every year. They're putting the building blocks in place. They're explaining the system to people who may not know it, rookies, free agent acquisitions, whatever. During the season, that's not what they do. During the season, it's all about preparing for that week's opponent. It's not school, so to speak. At that point, it's like, look, if you don't know it, we can't stop and do this for you. We're leaving you behind. Training camp matters, so... You want your quarterback to be in there getting as many reps with people, especially the Ravens. God knows he needs reps with those damn wide receivers who they they tend to leave him with. Um, But we'll see what happens with Lamar. I hope he gets a new deal. I'm kind of tired of talking about it, to be honest with you, because we get labeled as Lamar haters by you. I am not a Lamar I, Jackson hater. I, no, I'm I'm only I'm, I'm spitting facts. Have you ever listened to you and BLG talk about Lamar? No, you guys BLG. are awfully hypocritical. BLG brings up his playoff performance. All I've said is that it is worse than his regular season performance, which is a fact, but that that's doesn't true mean for a, a terrible... billion people. Yes. Again, I'm not arguing. Well, what with is, you. what is Justin Herbert's playoff record? If that's, he if hasn't... that's the like make or break evaluation point here, what's that's his, not what's his for playoff me. record? Again, you keep taking BLG stuff and attaching it to me just because we host a show together. It's very mm. frustrating. I like Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry that you don't like, you know, 
being held accountable for things. Stats, I'm I'm sorry. I, I love mean, being held. You know that about me. Okay, I so you th- so then you think BLG is wrong? Let's say that. Pick a side. Pick a lane here. I think that judging, disregarding everything that Lamar does, all the greatness that we see in the regular season, simply because he has not performed up to that level in the playoffs, is wrong. Hundred percent. Wow. You can't just say he's not a great quarterback because he has struggled in, you know, however many. What does he play? Let's playoff games. Go stats. That's always been my position. Team Lamar. Stats hates Brandon. Yes. You are just a, you just stir the pot, man. That's all I want. You do. I just want the whole world to know all of our loyal, wonderful listeners who also have perfectly symmetrical faces to, <laughs> to tweet at Brandon at Brandon Godden and let us know, tag us there too, at RJ Cho at Stats on Fire, that Stats is team RJ and team Lamar and BLG is team wrong. I feel like you have just... You said it! Those are your exact words, word for word. Yeah, you've misrepresented my position in the beginning, and now you're acting like I'm changing sides when this has been my position all along. Wow. So you've actually been hoodwinking, Brandon. Wow. The disloyalty. Wow. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Wait, stats, wait. We haven't made an Astros-Mariners bet. What's going on here? Get your crap together, dude. I know you're all discombobulated because you feel so bad for, like, literally abandoning Brandon. Um, But uh, (laughs) (laughs) but so uh, Astros-Mariners starts tonight, Friday night, 9, 10 p.m. Central Time. Holy crap. Are you going to stay up for the whole game over there on the East Coast? There's no way you make it. No, I, I'm not <laughs> capable of it anymore. I will. I'll try. And even if I want to, I will fail unless it's like a nail biter, like somebody's throwing a perfect game or something that might be enough. But so what did we get a three game series? It's whoever wins the series, right? Not tonight. Right. Whoever wins the series. And then, like I said, there's a new series that starts. Actually, this kind of works out perfectly. Um, so this week's this weekend series is in Seattle and next week, um, or on Thursday, they play a new series starting on Thursday in Houston. But this series, this first one is a three game series. The next one is a four game series. So these are the rules. Okay. We're going to make a bet off of this three game series. And then when we record the look ahead next Friday, one Astros Mariners game will be in the rearview mirror. That one won't matter. And, and so we will have what will effectively be a new three-game series that we'll bet on then. That way it's it's an odd number and we can have an, an, undis, you know, an undisputed winner, so to speak. Are you, are you okay with these rules? I agree to the rules. But the payoff, there has to be a benefit for people listening to the show. I don't like mm. stuff that's like they need to get something out of it. Otherwise, why should they care about this bet? There are so many shows that make bets where there's no payoff for the listener whatsoever. So I don't know what you want the thing to be, but we got to either eat something or get a tattoo, shave a head, something. I'm literally getting my hair cut today. So, I mean, that's, you know, impractical. Um, hmm. um, okay. So what are my football takes generally that you most disagree with? Uh, well, the biggest one that comes to mind right now is that the Eagles lost the A.J. Brown trade. Okay. So give me one more. So that's, that's one. Uh, see the other one that jumps to my head is not like you laughed off my drafting of Trey Lance as a potential. Okay, MVP. it can't it can't be Niners related. It can't so it can't be Niners related. So give me another one. I know you can do this. So one for me that I'll use for you is I don't believe in Trey Lance. I don't believe in what's happening. That's not to say like I don't believe in him long term, but I don't I don't believe in him like I don't believe you can immediately trust him and feel like everything's going well. But so that's one of mine. So give me one more for you, and I'll give you one more for me. 
Uh, yo, you're Justin Herbert. Oh, he's never been to the playoffs. Justin Herbert's not that good. Okay. Um, my second one that I for you is like I think you can be too harsh on the Saints sometimes, right? Like, and, you know, whatever. Oh, so, that's, that's not true. You can never be too right. harsh. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm gonna like phrase this out like as a hypothetical. If the Astros win the series next week on the look ahead, you have to come and defend my two things that you most disagree with. You have to come in here and support and defend factually and legitimately and earnestly that Justin Herbert cannot get it done um, and that the Eagles trading for A.J. Brown was a mistake. And vice versa, if the Mariners win, I have to come and sit here and be like, you know what, Trey Lance, and like, fine, you know, again, it can't just be fluff. It It has to come with legit context and and you have to almost like start to believe it yourself it's like you're right it's like writing a thesis paper on something that you don't buy in on but you have to write it and support it does that make sense that's good i, I like that <laughs> i like that very much it's payout for the listener it's torture for me if i lose i would love to hear you defend trey lance that would be just that'll I, go I, up on the niners nation feed and like with neon lights i'm i i would i will love you just sit here and be like, look, here's the thing. Justin Herbert actually ranked there. And like, just to start to like pick him apart. It will be really, really funny. And we have a lot of Eagles listeners too. So if, if the, like, again, like for content sake stats, <laughs> I think that you should root for the Astros. Cause if you have to come and sit here and support that the AJ Brown trade was a mistake, um, that would be really, really, really funny. Um, okay. So the rules again, um, Astros Mariners series starting Friday night. Uh, it's in Seattle for anyone who wants to watch. I don't think they're on national television. Um, so just if you can't watch it, keep, you know, keep up with it. Um, we'll have some fun. Um, and if the Astros win the series, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, then stats has to come defend the two things that I have said that he hates the most, that the Eagles trading for AJ Brown was a mistake or rather that they lost the trade. That was my specific take. And that Justin Herbert doesn't get it done in the way that you guys are critical of other players in similar circumstances. If the Mariners win this series, um, then I have to come in and defend the idea of Trey Lance coming in and becoming the NFL's next great superstar. And that the saints are actually the worst team in the NFL, basically as uh, kind of your general take. So, yeah going to be a lot of fun go mariners please continue <laughs> rate review follow the SB nation nfl show rj next week is going to be a lot of fun and also i hate you i love you and everything about you um and i'm excited for specifically friday night's game because it's going to send one of us off the deep end like <laughs> like whoever loses this first game is going to be sweating it out uh, throughout the entire yeah. week. panic mode weekend brought to you by rj ochoa we'll talk to you next week everybody